0: What's up, basketball fans? Before we get into the episode, I just want to give a special shout-out to DJ Scepter. He came through big time last week for the music mix. I couldn't ask for something better. He hooked it up. So thank you very much for that, DJ Scepter. Also, you can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Leaving Uncle Dave, a.k.a. a five-star review. One more thing. This episode is long, and we do curse. So parental advisory is suggested. Enjoy the show. What is up, fans of the ball that goes into the basket? We are back, Unstoppable. The last recap. I am your host, Matthew Cutler. I am along with my two co-hosts, Richard Holmes, Richard Perkins. How y'all fellas doing today?
1: Doing good, doing good. This is your boy Holmes, man, aka Sherlock, aka Teddy, aka that dude. Um, shout out to my Facebook and Twitter fans, my Instagram fans, and shout out to Steve Kerr, man.
2: This is your boy Rich Perkins, man. I'm here, bro. Like like all day, every day, you know what I'm saying? Um, Loving life, man. Pretty sad that we're going to be talking about the last two episodes of this 10-part series. Um, Perfect timing because the world seems to be opening back up for business. Sort of, sort of, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and uh, yeah man Yeah I'm with you Rich man Shout out to Steve Kerr man uh, Untold story Something I didn't know You know it was That was That's tragic man Tragic
1: man. Yeah. I did not know that I did not yes, know man.
0: I don't think a lot of people knew that Which was very interesting Just because One thing I did find interesting About this documentary Was that They kind of made him Like a key person Even though he really wasn't
1: I was I wanted to I wanted Yeah I wanted to Get on that because not a lot of people got the throwback timeline, and Steve Kerr was one of them.
0: Yeah, definitely. That was weird, only because he was an intricate part of the team, you know, being a role player. He even went into depth talking about that. But to actually hear him, or not hear him, but actually to see like him get like his own little side story like Robin and Pippen did, that was interesting because I honestly had knew nothing about his family. So to find out think- that his father got murdered... That was very interesting to find out.
1: I think two reasons. Yeah, that's real hard. I think two reasons why he got that little backstory and the timeline throwback and all of that. Number one, he was close to Jordan.
3: It's true.
1: He was close to Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Like Jordan, Paxson put him under the wing, and Paxson kind of passed the torch to Kerr to be like, yo, you're going to be that guy. You know what I'm saying? And Steve Kerr had a crazy upbringing, man. And for him to, you know what I'm saying, I just just think that Jordan respected him. Remember when we talked about the fight, you know, when he had the fight with Jordan, and Jordan was like, from that day on, I respected Steve Kerr. So I just think that gave them, you know what I'm saying, a little backstory to put Steve Kerr and the whole father thing. Because I, I wondered if they would... If him and Jordan ever did, you know, elaborate on the the, the, the stories of their father, then like he, like Steve Curtis said, they never talked about each other's father. I
2: mean, to be honest with you, man, that is that's something that I don't know if I would be able to, you know, closure, man, is, is a big thing when you when it comes to loss. You know, especially a lot of times for women, when it comes to the loss of in a relationship, you know, losing that that partner whatever in any sort of way, closure is like, super important to them, to a lot, to a lot of women. A lot of men, not so much. But then also, losing, like, a family member, man. Closure, man. How Just think about not knowing how and why they died or something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. Things like that. That's kind of harsh, man. That's, I don't know. I'm pretty sure no one likes to bring that kind of stuff back up. Yeah, I
1: agree. I don't think me losing my father... In that situation, I don't think anybody would have been worthy. I don't know if worthy is the word, but that's the word I'm using.
3: But
1: if anybody was worthy enough to even get a conversation out of me,
2: yeah, regarding that,
1: regarding it's, it's, my
2: father, it, that's man, that's crazy.
0: No, I definitely think to where, like, like when um you just mentioned about how they had the fight. And I definitely think that fight was a turning point in their relationship to where, like Kerr talked about, Paxton groomed him to be that role player to where Jordan can trust you to step up in key moments. And we saw that in Game 6 of the 97 Finals. I actually thought that was the 96 um, Finals versus the Supersonics to where Kerr won won them that game. I totally forgot it was the 97 Finals. Oh, wait, are y'all sitting up there telling me that there
2: was somebody else besides Michael Jordan to win a game? No, no, not not black Jesus.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I actually have to give you I actually have to give you credit, though, because that was the first time I actually heard someone use that nickname. But then don't hear Reggie Miller (laughs) actually say that I busted out laughing.
2: Yeah, man, not Black Jesus hitting the. Sh- no way! Somebody took the shot besides Black Jesus. Funny uh, guy, Funny guys. Let, let funny me, guys. Let me say, okay, I'm. I'm gonna let me just say something really fast. Today, I was on the enters of nets, and um, I saw a post, and they were talking about how ESPN put something out, which I don't think it's real, and they were comparing Jordan and LeBron. And they post- said that Jordan was a better teammate. Yeah. Looking d- at this documentary, <laughs> I beg
0: the <to> differ. <laughs> yeah, they, I, I saw, I I saw that poll.
1: I don't beg the difference because you know why? Well, all the whole Jordan was competitive and he was this, he was that, he was an asshole. Did anybody on the Bulls say he was a bad teammate? No. He was they an just asshole. How are you going to be a good he, teammate he, and an asshole? What? <laughs> no. Of course you can, of course you can. I, you can. There was
2: asshole. nothing in the documentary where they said that Jordan did anything but help me win a ring. I mean, well, basically he was he was the team. He made all of them better.
1: He made all of them better.
0: Here, I, what? Here, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna save you guys some time. I actually wanted to talk about this at the end. I wanted to do a totally separate show on this poll Yo. that they put up. So let's put that to the side. We can do that another time because i definitely do want to talk about this poll because the poll questions right. that were asked are very interesting yeah let's just put that to the, for the side and just i mean finish about steve kerr but like i said i mean he definitely gained jordan's trust i definitely think the fight helped out him you know become trustworthy you even heard jordan say how he called him after the fight they talked they had a great conversation and because of that, they became it became a better situation for them.
2: Mm. To me, it was uh, it was great to see Steve Kerr actually talk about the confidence that was you know that he that he had. You know, Steve, you don't when you see Steve Kerr, you don't really think about Steve Kerr the player, the player. You don't think about this guy. You know that that had a fight with Jordan, like an actual fist fight with Michael Jordan, somebody that like was just rugged and but this documentary made me see another side of Steve you know what I'm saying like he he I don't know man i i I, I dig Steve a little bit more now
1: i always even even when he was in Cleveland and then he went to San Antonio, all of that I always liked Steve Kerr because Steve Kerr was one of those you know who Steve Kerr reminds me of. Matt, <laughs> you know I gonna say that because, <laughs> because Steve Kerr could play both sides. I think Steve Kerr is one of those guys who can go into the brother locker room and be cool, and go to the honky locker room and be cool. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? And I just feel that, and I always felt that about Steve Kerr with his personality, even with his speech. When they won the championships and he talked about how Phil Jackson was like, ran out to play for Jordan. And he's like, "I Jordan was like, I don't think that's a good idea. I think you should go another route with somebody else scoring the ball. You know what I'm saying? After that big shot he made. And he was like, ah, I got to bail out Michael once again. Like those those quirky type of, you know what I'm saying, statements and jokes that he always used to make. You know what I mean? Like I always liked Steve Kerr, man. He was, he was just, he just a likable guy.
0: Yeah.
1: And he didn't put up with no mess.
0: That was definitely I mean, a kept, funny. He no, very, my bad. He
1: was a small guy, but he was very fiery. He was very feisty. And I always respected him for that.
0: That story that I he did it, say bro. though was funny about how he had bail Jordan out again.
1: Yeah. You know? So and I remember that I always, speech. I remember that speech.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I do, do too. I remember watching do. it. He's he's a cool dude, man. Just a straight up cool dude. Point blank. Absolutely. I mean, that, you can definitely see the re- why the Warrior players have so much respect for him.
1: Exactly. He's another player's coach. You know what I'm saying? And to see what happened to his father, man, that that was devastating, man.
2: That's that hard, man.
1: That's yeah, hard. Like, to not know where
2: he is in the beginning, but then to find out that dang, yeah. he got and then the way, and then the head, wind, man.
1: Like, off the elevator? That's some movie shit.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Stuff walking off the yeah. elevator—that is—that yeah. is some movie stuff. Walk off the elevator and lose your life, like it's crazy. It was—I was so taken back and so surprised when they showed that. I, I know, know y'all gonna talk- think this is crazy,
2: but I was surprised that Steve came from such a prominent family. I'm not gonna lie, Steve <laughs> to me seemed like the kind of dude that would have grown up. In Wisconsin somewhere, like Mm. on a farm or something like that. But he grew up with, like, two scholars. His dad freaking was the president of a university
3: overseas.
2: Like, dang,
1: bro, what you doing playing basketball? You got money. What you doing? (laughs) And then coming out of high school, like he said, he just Arizona out of nowhere threw him a scholarship at the last minute. He just grabbed it, took it, played ball. and You know what I'm saying? Like, he was never. Uh,
0: yeah, he knows. was He was definitely smart just to swipe up any scholarship he can get. And then, I mean, it definitely worked on oh. his benefit. Got drafted. Went to the Bulls. Won a few championships. Became a coach. Won a few more championships. Definitely can't complain on that life.
2: Yeah, playing in the right position, guy. man. Shooters will always be, have, a, will have a job in Fact. any basketball
0: league. Shooters will always have a job. Because
1: if you're down shooter, you will always work.
0: Speaking of and, shooters, yep. Reggie Miller, I found this Woo! very, I found this very interesting to hear Jordan give the Pacers foremost, those props. First and
1: foremost, I hate Reggie Miller. I just okay, a,
0: You and every I Nick love, fan and every other person hates Reggie Miller. I, hate, I love Reggie
1: No, 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 no. When I say I hate Reggie Miller, <laughs> I want you to embrace the hate. <laughs> I if it. I see Reggie Miller on the street and he was on fire, I wouldn't piss on him. <laughs>
0: oh <laughs> my God, bro. What is the hate about? <laughs> but I'm
1: sorry, Reggie.
0: Bro, eight points in five seconds, that's where the hate comes from. That's,
1: uh, <laughs> you just up a wound. Why would you even pick on that wound right there? Like, why I not? If I see Reggie on fire, I wouldn't piss on him. Why not? And I wouldn't let you piss on him
0: either. The one thing I found interesting is the relationship that Miller and Jordan have. Just because we've all watched the games. We know they get feisty on the court. That's not that big of a deal. But to see them actually be friendly off the court, even though I have read stories of Reggie Miller saying that if he ever saw Jordan on the street, he'd run up to him and punch him in the face.
1: Yes, I remember that.
0: So to hear this, you know, I don't know whether it is a contradiction or whether he's changed his tune. I did find it's that funny, interesting, but also to hear Jordan give the Pacers their props.
1: That is what I wanted to talk about also, because I was kind of mad that he said that because he didn't mention. I thought he was going to say the Knicks, but for him to say, I think
0: he's trying to he say that in the Knicks are a bunch of wusses.
1: Look. <laughs> man. How the Pacers
2: were a team. They had Rick Smith. Shout out to Rick Smith, man.
0: Duncan, Dutch. Yo, I man. totally forgot who was on this team until they until they started naming people. The Davis no, I brothers. Really, I only see. I only remember. top to bottom. See, I only remember Dale Davis. I don't remember Antonio Davis also being on Davis. the team at the same time.
1: Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, Davis brothers, Remember, They had the Davis brothers. They had Rick Smith. They had Reggie. They had um. Even at one point, it's. Uh, did they play him? I think he was on the team. Um, my boy. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh,
0: Mark Jackson. Jaylen? Not Mark Jackson. Of course, Mark. Are <laughs> you say? Jalen Rose.
1: Not Jalen Rose. Oh, my <laughs> guy, man, tall. Oh, forgot his name. Bro, man. that's he like everybody. That's everybody played, in the league. He plays small forward.
2: Look, the only person we need to be concerned about here is Rick Smith. Shout out to Rick Smith <laughs> one more time.
3: But I, totally forgot that the, was a
0: I totally forgot yeah, that the Pacers pushed him to the limits And forced a game 7 I totally forgot about that
1: I remember all of that Because the Pacers beat us To get to them
0: Everybody I'm, beat I'm, y'all
2: Anyway <laughs> um.
0: <laughs> The series was intense Like I said Just to see the respect that Jordan has for them I mean you, re- you rarely hear him give a team Their props like that
1: Yeah It was tough they matched up well
0: everything about that series was the perfect matchup like I said I totally forgot who the Pacers had minus a few players of course Reggie Miller and Rick Smith so I knew those who were on the team but I forgot that Mark Jackson, Jalen Rose, Antonio Davis they were all on the team at that time
1: like Reggie said other than Jordan talent wise the Pacers were the better team talent wise but championship pedigree always
0: wins. Miller even said that during his interview, that it was the championship pedigree that pushed the Bulls to that point for them to beat them in the Game 7.
1: That Because rele- rele- my
0: boy Rick Smith got tired. Let's put it out there. Let's oh, be real. My God, <laughs> Bro, where do you get these takes from?
1: Rick Smith is <laughs> getting tired. It has nothing to do with their loss. Their loss was Michael Jordan.
2: Yo, Let me tell you this. One thing that I absolutely love is that clip when Reggie Miller came off of that down screen and went straight into Jordan's chest and
1: pushed him off. I love that. That was a big thing. Can you imagine
0: someone trying to do that today?
1: Oh, God. Hands extended like that? No, that wouldn't happen. Arms extended like that into somebody's chest? Never. I mean, dude, just
0: watching these highlights brings back so many memories. And then I'm just going to my head saying, can't miss do that. that. You can't that. do that today. You can't do this today.
1: Yeah, I missed that though because I wouldn't even be mad if somebody did that in this J and A. No, because I if you be look mad.
0: at if you look at Jordan, he didn't. He did not complain once saying "Where's the foul? Where's the foul?" Because he it's even Jordan knows in his that. head exactly. Because he knows <laughs> in his head if that was if the roles were reversed, he did he that. Miller would have done, done the same exact thing.
1: Same exact thing.
0: I would not He's matter right to him. his chest and pushed him off. It was like.
1: Take that. Even, <laughs> and I wasn't and let me tell you something. Throwing another nick jab. I wasn't mad at him for pushing John Stark to get that three in either. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The way he played, I wasn't mad. As I was mad at the Knicks defense and the Knicks choking. You know what I'm saying? But I was never mad at the only time I was mad at Reggie Miller I was mad at him all the time. The only time I was like uh oh, you okay, really kinda the way Reggie Miller shoots and the way he comes down,
0: yes, when when I, he
1: comes down, that foot, that little kick, and all of that, yeah, you know how many fouls he got called for, or he got called on with, like you know am saying, somebody got called on because of that little kick. It turned my stomach every time. That was Look, the only to thing. All the, did
2: to all of our podcast listeners, man, once let me just say thank you, and what you're listening to right now is called Sour Grapes. Okay. Yeah. Yep. This is the most sour yeah. Nick fan you will ever yes. hear in your life. Yes. Okay. It's oh, me. my God.
1: Yes. It is. It is. It is. Me. It like, is for It is. Like It is. It is. A. A. Sherlock, the the ultimate bull and pacer hater. Yes. Yes. Oh, my yes. God. Is I, just I embrace me. it and I love it. It is what
2: it is. Oh, you love the fact when when, when Reggie came, uh, went up to, to Spike and, and and did the choke thing? I thought you love that. The, the choke signal? All right.
1: If I had a bottle <laughs> or something, I would have threw it at the TV.
2: Oh, okay. I love that. I love that. Or oh, when Scotty told him to sit his behind down after he dunked on Ewan and, and walked over
0: him with the whole testicular face plant.
3: Uh...
0: Listen,
1: All right, <laughs> I wanted to spit in Scotty's face for
0: that. All right, enough picking on uh, Holmes for right now. We can do that a little bit later on. <laughs> but the one another thing I did find interesting is just not even with this series, overall because they also showed it when the Bulls played the Jazz, and that's players meeting up in a I don't want to say secret hallway, but it's probably oh, like it's a, a regular hallway. It's probably yeah, it's it's definitely a regular hallway, but it's just blocked off for everybody except for the players. And security, so to see yeah, been, to see the players embrace like that, I, I did find that interesting and cool at the same time.
1: I've been in the garden thousands of times, and I'll tell you after the game, I've been in the, the hallway too and all that. When once you get past the the high seating where the people like the, the fans are like putting their hands out to get high fives and all of that, right? Once you get past that, there's like gates that most of the time they're like gates to direct
0: flow know, of tra- the, the flow of the crowd for them to flow, exit the
1: flow of traffic and then once you get to a certain point in that it's blocked off <laughs> only people that can get back there are press you know what I'm saying so i understand how that i mean like when shout out to Carmelo, alone man even though he had no uh interviews yeah i
0: found that interesting that he, i think he was salty you think time, still
1: so, it's a, it's a double edged sword i think he didn't want to. Um, John Stockton is the ultimate professional. And I, and, and I think Carl Malone was the ultimate professional back then. Because for him to. It was more than one time that you've seen him. He said, he, you know, he, he gave hugs. He went he, on to the bus after just, they
0: won the championship the in bus, 98.
1: Went to the bus. That was a big thing for me. He went on the bus.
0: And congratulated <laughs> every single player.
1: What player would do that? What real competitive player would do that?
0: Like I said, I found that interesting that Malone didn't participate in this. I figured at least Stockton and him would, but I yeah. guess, I don't know. It is what it I, is, but I would I definitely love schools. to hear.
1: I think there are levels. I would
0: yeah, have I definitely love to hear his side of, yeah. w- of everything that transpired, you know?
1: See, I think to a certain extent there are levels of uh, gratitude or, or competitiveness. Like, yeah, he shook hands, he said a uh, good game, and he said, you know, all of that to him back then. But now looking back at it, I don't think he wanted to relive all of that.
0: No, that's definitely a possibility. I mean, we've seen players still be salty about stuff years later. So, it, I mean, that definitely wouldn't surprise yeah. me. But it would surprise me only because it's Carmelo, Malone. And you've always heard great stuff about him. You rarely I hear if great any, stuff
1: about Carmelo Malone. That's now.
0: what I'm saying. say. Like, you never hear anything about him right <laughs> now. But even when he no. was playing, you never heard anything about him.
1: No, 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 He's nah, just nah.
2: not one of those players, though. He's not that kind of dude where you're gonna hear anything bad about him or anything good about him because he's one of those, you know, just so what keeps about, to
1: himself. So what about him trying to highlight Kobe's girl?
2: That was in secret once again.
1: <laughs> what about that man hollering at Kobe's girl, man? Like, come on, man! Like, I, but it wasn't a secret though. Yeah. Nah, I never had no no ill quarrels about Carmelo. I think he's. Other than KG and Tim Duncan, I think he was the best, powerful to ever play the game.
0: Totally agree on that one.
1: I don't think you know.
0: I you know, think he was the most efficient.
1: Most efficient because of of John Stockton.
0: But
2: well, doesn't know? matter though. I don't think that kind of stuff. It doesn't matter how. Well, let, let me not. shut up. That's another episode. That's another yeah.
0: episode. <laughs> we're about to go in on your boy. Speaking of the Jazz, let's talk about Jordan's bitch Byron Russell. Ooh, dude, had a lot of those, this those yeah, but this sometimes. went back to 1997 Finals Game One, to where actually no, Jordan talks about how it went further back, how yeah. he went to go visit the Jazz and say hello to them, and Russell's yeah, like, oh, Jazz, why'd you quit? Yeah. I could take you. Yeah. So this goes back further, but to actually see it in Game One, Jordan hit the game winner in the '97 Finals. That was like right there, saying, "Strike one. Like you're still you're my bitch." And then to fast forward to the 98 finals, I mean, I'm just going to jump the gun really quick here. But to hit the dagger to win another championship, I don't know what else there is. I mean, this dude talked a lot, apparently, according to Jordan. And Jordan just said, F you, bro.
1: See, the thing with Byron Russell.
0: Weren't they teammates on the Wizards when Jordan returned?
1: Were they? I think so. I think he was. Because he did play. They both played for the Wizards. I don't know if they both yeah, played. Yeah, I,
0: I don't remember if they were on the team at the same time, but I know they were both that, on the Wizards at a certain point.
1: But the thing with Byron Russell, man, he was a rookie. Any rookie who play, who was known for his defense, they see Jordan. Of course, they're going to talk they shit.
0: It is what it is. Yeah, but, I mean, it's Michael Jordan. We all see what he does when he you know gets yes, motivated. That, that i'm getting to yo he and had so- no <laughs> hatred towards the jazz his only hatred was that malone deservingly won the mvp and he goes that was my motivation
1: yeah he had to and every time you but- get to the finals that was a storyline what's your motivation they always ask him that you know what i'm saying and i remember that year and i was the year we graduated you know what i'm saying i remember malone winning the ch- winning the mvp because he ain't going front. He was super efficient that year.
0: Oh, absolutely. You know he
1: I mean? was. Yeah, he averaged like 30 pounds, I think, that that year. So, yeah, he was. And But Jordan had the better team, to me. Always. But, he, but Utah, they ran through. Didn't they beat Kobe? I in the think Rangers? so. They beat a young Kobe. In that in the,
2: year?
0: They beat in 98. They beat I think he's talking about 98.
2: But Kobe, Kobe was Kobe was on the bench at that time. Ninety-eight, they only played the I bench. So. Yeah. Year.
0: No, the no, because he that. made the all. No, because Kobe player. made the All-Star team in ninety-eight. So yeah, it, I think yeah. ninety-seven, he was still they on the bench. A
1: young Laker team, they played a young Laker team and beat them. Yeah, they, they It was played. a young Laker team with Shaq on it, though. When I say young Laker, I mean Kobe. You know what I'm saying. <laughs>
2: yeah, that, yeah. I don't know if you can count that Laker team as the Laker team.
0: You know what I'm saying? Because without the-
1: Shaq. No, 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 no. With Shaq, Shaq was
0: there. Shaq was already in LA at that time.
1: Yeah, Shaq was was he?
0: yeah he went yeah. there in 96. He he signed in 96 because that was the year Kobe was drafted. Yeah. But they also yeah. traded yeah. Vladdy Divock to the Hornets to get Kobe yeah. because they knew basically they were going to sign Shaq. Yeah. But, Kobe
1: never played without Shaq until Shaq
0: left. All right. I mean, so I have a question for you guys. Since it's no longer called the flu game now. I'm not saying the food poisoning game because that's too long. So I'm just gonna call it the pizza game.
1: That was a sabotage. Utah tried to sabotage Michael Jordan.
0: Absolutely. Yo, I mean, actually, hearing Utah
2: fans, boy, y'all go to the extreme. Whoever, if y'all listening to us and y'all right. in Utah, yo, I like y'all, bro. Y'all, <laughs> y'all, 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 y'all
1: harsh. You something like you really like Ain't... devastating happened to him. Like what if he really like had to go to the hospital and had to get his stomach pumped and went through some Yo, type of crazy
0: gangster.
1: Oh my god. When I heard that, I said I, I, really thought
0: it
1: was I, I really thought it was a flu game.
0: Everybody did. Um until I remember recently though, within the last I want to say maybe ten years though, there was a rumor going around to where it was possibly food poisoning. But Jordan never came out and said anything until last night and confirmed that it was food poisoning. It was not the flu.
3: <laughs> My thing is this.
0: If you're Michael Jordan and you're ordering a pizza from someplace at 1030 at night, why don't you have someone test that thing out before you eat it?
1: Come on now. Why would somebody, <laughs> why would he, this is not Julius That's, Caesar. Bro, this is some the, king shit right uh, here, okay? This is, this is Jordan getting some pizza because he's hungry. and the la- And this is the only pizza shop that's open
0: and five people Yo, show up anybody five people ever had up. food poisoning yes i feel like i have it, but i just don't it know sucks. it does no, no, I, has I, anybody
2: I f- ever had the flu
0: oh the flu yeah. yes the, the flu listen, is food. worse than food
2: poisoning to me
1: no it depends because i've had both and both have made me feel like i wanted to put a knife to my neck so <laughs> don't, don't Yo, the flu no. i say this the flu is more of a a body, a full body experience.
2: Like, you're, you're exactly crippling. the flu
1: will have you straight oh,
2: up in bed. I don't care. Yeah. That's what food. made it so weird to me. Every time somebody would say, like, he had the flu, I'm like, yo, what kind of flu is that, dog? And you, ain't, and you got over it that fast? Exactly. So, the yeah. Food poisoning makes sense to me. Food poison makes sense because I know when I have food poison both times, Your I was still food. able to get okay. and work. Yeah. You know, it's just like, damn, my stomach is hurting like cramps. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it makes more sense to me. Kinda of puts a little bit more of a you know what I'm saying? A more of a vulnerability. It, it doesn't give it that that oomph now
0: that I know that it was food poisoning. I mean, regardless of whether it was the flu and now we know it's food poisoning, to see what this dude looked like, to me one of the most iconic photos in sports history or in basketball history, if you want to say that. Is when Jordan falls into Pippin's arms, and Pippin basically had to carry him to the sideline to sit on the chair.
1: Yeah, that was iconic. But the thing is, though, the one thing that
0: I didn't like last night that I loved that made me love that even more was they showed like a reverse angle, so it was like from you like it was from the backside of where they were walking towards the bench, and you didn't see their faces.
3: That
1: I'm glad you said that. Everybody sees the front. You see Jordan's eyes. You see yes. Pippin patting him on the head. But when you see it from behind and you see how Jordan is really, literally holding on to Pippen. Like, so for some people kept saying, oh, he was faking it or he was, you know what he, he felt good enough to play It's just that he was, you know what I'm saying, still under the, floor, in the, in the, under the floor whatever. That man was hurting, man. And for him to grind it out like that and drop 45, <sighs>
2: Come on, man. The one thing, oh, you were talking about the camera angles. One thing that I I love about this documentary is like they had like crazy angles of 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 clips that you've seen like hundreds of times. So that one, I'm just gonna take it back to when they were. It was the Pacers series, and him and Reggie got into it. I always I always only saw one angle of it.
0: I never saw that haymaker that Jordan threw. Me, same oh, yeah. here, dude. <laughs> thank you sad. for bringing that up. Same here. I've never, I never saw that to where Jordan actually threw a punch.
1: Yes, I saw
2: yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, he threw a haymaker. He tried to kill old
1: skinny man. He was tight. He was tight. But see, he was <laughs> tight for a reason. I, you oh. saw what Reggie did. You saw what Reggie did. Okay, Shout you out that. this
2: documentary, man. They were giving crazy angles, man. Just, just things like
1: to, You have to think about this with the documentary. The documentary was them filming being filmed. You see what I'm saying? They had the NBA highlights plus inside inside the NBA highlights, they had their own camera crew. It was their own camera crew plus just the other stuff going on all around. So they had this so they they um, got permission to get other angles from other ways, all that stuff. So it was, it was great.
0: Absolutely. I mean, that is definitely one of the great things that this documentary is doing is to where it's showing you different angles of iconic situations we've seen before.
1: Different commentary. Different commentary. Just like, like this- how Mr. Bob Costas made. Shout out to Bob Costas.
0: Yes. Totally. You
1: know they, they, they asked Bob Costas a question about, um, <laughs> about uh, the uh, crossover.
0: Yeah, say say that for later, cause I have I have like new things I want to talk about. Oh, okay. So save your opinion, cause I know I have a feeling I know what you're gonna say, cause I am too. But let's just save okay. it. I mean, let's just put a cap in this in the food poisoning game, the pizza game, whatever you want to call it now. Cause I mean, according to Jordan, it's no longer the flu game. Yeah, but the pizza game. I mean, dude, just to see up close, different perspective now. That's, it was fucking insane to see, man. I'm sorry. It was fucking insane to see.
3: Great
2: documentary, man. It's but great I mean,
0: one of the uh, things that I did find interesting in, I think it was the first episode, the episode nine, is his relationship with his, the bodyguards or the security guards, excuse me. <laughs> and in <one laughs> particular, Gus. I found that very interesting how Jordan went on to say that. This guy was like a father figure to me after my father passed away. And to hear the wife of Gus talk about how Jordan would call the house at two in the morning and he would leave the house to go to Jordan. Yeah. But you also see before we get to Gus though, you saw the relationship that he has with the other security guards, the one that he was playing quarters with, the other ones he was joking around with earlier in the first few episodes. So you definitely saw him build a rapport with these guys. But to hear how this relationship with Gus was, like, on a different level, I found that fascinating.
2: Yo, Yo I want to shout out the white security guard that was playing quarters with with, with Jordan. He had a mean old shag, man. <laughs> shout out to you, buddy. I oh, don't know what your name is. I want your autograph. Uh, he was definitely from Louisiana.
1: But as a person who's in that life, who's in that industry, the security industry and just the limelight period, it's like I understood that because that happens. When you're working somewhere, a high volume place like that, and you're being around stars and all that stuff like that, some, especially the, the superstar, because he's around you the most because he's always either the last one in, the first one in, and you want to make sure he's taken care of him more than anybody else. It was surreal, man. I understood those relationships, and, I, and I, I'm glad that they highlighted that. Let's see what no,
2: Rick. So after this podcast blow up, right, and I become famous, because I'm definitely going to be the breakout star in the podcast. Uh, <laughs> what's up? You trying to do some security,
0: bro? What's up?
1: You going to fly <laughs> me to Cali? You fly me to Cali, I'm there. All
0: right. You heard him, man. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I'm there. But, I mean, let's just get into it. The 98 finals. This is what everybody was basically waiting to see. It was the entire episode of episode 10, which was fine with me, of course. I don't even know where to begin, honestly, when it comes to the 98 finals. Game one. Fans, man.
1: First, first and foremost, yes, the fans. I was like, I was telling um, my own boy the other day, like, Utah, man. Even the people in the stands were covering their ears. That's. <laughs> That's how so crazy.
0: Yeah. Who was it? Phil Jackson and some of the assistants had uh earplugs.
1: Yes. The, the Richter scale over there on that joint was was, was, was crazy.
0: Utah fans.
1: The home of the Mormons, man. They was going wild. Like
2: craziest, yo. Like I yo, I <laughs> would not wear <laughs> any other jersey to a Utah game. I don't know how if it's the same way now. You no, know, you know, you know, no, it's not the same, same way. In. But, dude. Not
1: the
2: same. but back then yeah. It's like I classy organization and then boom, here you go with all these fans. You know what, Jordan, we hate you. How you gonna send a pizza lined with like toxins, man?
1: So you can <laughs> oh, I love y'all, Utah. Utah is a city, man. Listen, back then with Stockton, Hornacek, Malone. All of those guys that they, they rooted for, they was diehard. They was diehard. It's not like that now. But back then, you couldn't walk up in there with another jersey. Are you nuts? Man, I you wouldn't would, even want You would to, have bro. to put a jacket on or something. Like, it, it is what it is.
2: I don't think y'all understand how serious a fan you have to be to line a pizza. <laughs> risk somebody. Risk Michael Jordan, who was at that time arguably... The most known person in the world besides Oprah and the president lined his pizza up with some kind of toxin just so he won't play that game so he can make a game seven. Shout out to Utah fans everywhere. Caucasians are like lined up. And and that's what I'm saying. Y'all needed some diversity back then. Oh, man. What's going on? (laughs) Are there no black
1: people in Utah? What? them to even know that it was jordan's room that they was delivering to remember they had was, five delivery guys at the door yeah that was a mistake
0: whoever put that order in was stupid so, totally so agree with you on, that i definitely Jordan. agree with you on that
1: yeah like come on that that was that was unbelievable
0: man. i mean they split the first two games game three i totally forgot that this game is a blowout by 42 points
1: I did not remember
0: that I didn't either. I knew one of the games was a big victory for the bulls, but forty two points holy crap
1: yeah that, was, that that's,
2: was I mean just think about it you got blown out by forty two but you lost in six that's I, I think that's pretty good
3: yeah. yeah yeah
0: absolutely I mean they came back, but I'm excited to talk about this Dennis Rodman, the <laughs> professional wrestler you guys know me I like professional wrestling, but throughout the whole series, uh, because I follow a lot of uh, wrestling journalists, the one thing they even, like when the series first started was, they have to talk about Rodman missing practice. They have to talk about this and the reasoning why. This man flew out of Chicago, went to Auburn Hills, and attacked DDP, Diamond Dallas Page, with Hollywood Hulk Hogan as part of the NWO. Remember
2: that. I I remember watching this live. He did all of this while still wearing pajama bottoms.
0: Facts, one hundred percent. Now I remember watching that live, going, "What the hell is he doing there?" When he has the NBA Finals game, then like the next day or a day later, what the hell is he doing there? But this is freaking awesome to see. I won't lie.
1: Facts. I,
0: was... I honestly don't remember that happening. I I thought that Shaq was the
2: only person that actually, the only basketball player to actually do that.
0: Nah, bro. Because what happened was. It was this was kind of like the perfect setup because the July of '98, a match that took place at Bash of the Beach was Dennis Rodman and Hulk Hogan versus Diamond Dallas Page and Karl Malone. So the NBA Finals, I don't think they meant to set it up, but you saw how physical they got, and it kind of carried over to where higher ups at WCW go, "Hey, we ha- I have an idea. Let's see if we can get Malone in here. Him and Rodman have this beef." We can team him with DDP. Wait, GDP. Malone was there? Yeah. Bro, were you not just paying attention to what I just said? Malone hell? was there? Yes, Carmelo wrestled. I don't remember that. I mean, I'm not getting into to the full details, but on the WWE Network, they have a series called Untold Stories. One of the newest episodes talks about this entire thing of where Ramen mispractice to go to Auburn Hills for WCW Monday Night Nitro. This Carmelo <laughs>
2: Malone... WWF or WWE sighting was after this
0: right After the finals instead. yeah I mean it Happened in July but it was the same exact It was basically a month later So oh, where no, the okay. to where the finals ended They brought him in to WCW To start this feud So that you know mm-hmm. so there's a storyline There going into it even though I mean that was the perfect setup the NBA Finals two years in a row You have these two guys going at it Coincidentally this year In 98 they have like mm-hmm. a little bit of a skirmish. You saw the highlights to where they kept on getting tangled yeah. up. One push is one, one push is the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like the perfect setup for this. Makes sense. Now my conspiracy theory mm-hmm. wheels are about to turn. Mm-hmm. Oh God. I uh uh oh. go. Just go yeah.
2: just go. I'm just saying though, look, look. That skirmish, if you think about it, did look kind of uh it did look kind of WWE. <laughs> WWE. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It did. Like, it it looked like it it could have been
0: playing. I won't lie to you. I actually uh, started laughing because I was actually thinking that, too. And my dad goes to me. He's like, what are you laughing about? I go, oh, they just wrestled a month later, you know, of that year, this and that. And he goes, oh, and just didn't (laughs) give a damn. I actually am with you on that to where when I saw that going, oh, I wonder if they had talks during this finals, you know, the where it's like, hey, we have an yeah. idea. Let's try, let's try setting it up. But at the same time, you're putting your team in jeopardy by doing something like this. A technical foul, double technicals just, on both your yeah, players. double
1: technical. I don't think Robin ever like made it a point to put Chicago in jeopardy of anything. Because at the end of the day, all that NWO stuff, all that rah rah sis boom shit he still came and played A-plus every game.
0: Oh, yeah, and I loved how they showed the next game of him just grabbing rebound after rebound exactly. after rebound. I loved how they emphasized and, that. And hey, and this, he, he was it. away.
1: He says it every time they talk to him.
0: Every Absolutely. time they talk
1: to Robin, they see they say it. He said, I think Phil knew that I was one of those guys who just needed to do me. And it would be different if I didn't bring 100% every time I'm on the court, but he does. It's just Some of those guys are just enigmas, man, and he's one
0: of them. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, you heard Phil during the practice uh, media scrum. The one reporter asked about, is it a distraction for you? And he goes, no, it's a distraction no. for you guys, so I don't, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I love how Jordan kept on calling him Rodzilla because that's what he was referred to as like a nickname in WCW, was Rodzilla. So to hear Jordan yeah. keep on saying that, I did find that funny too.
1: Listen, Robin is a class sack in my book, man. He did what he did. It was cool. It was a little unorthodox. But hey, I've never been a hater of Robin, man. I always loved Robin, man, from day one.
0: No, you can't. I, I mean, know. especially after watching this documentary, just yeah. he- hearing and seeing his work ethic, especially coming from Michael Jordan, saying how, oh, God, we have to do these Dennis Robin drills again. Great. But to show <laughs> that Robin was like, oh, word F you guys, watch what I'm about to do to you.
1: Class act and I and and, and, and like he said after the um I think it was after the last one. He was like greatest team to ever do it, man. He said that coming into the hallway. He's like greatest team to ever do it, greatest team I ever played on. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like he uh that that, that team, like Jordan said that's that cigar in his hand, they can't win it until we quit. <laughs> you know what I'm
0: no, you know, it's, it's very I, true.
2: One thing I I say about Dennis Rodman, man. I can understand him taking time off and stuff like, because he's not one of those players that's going to get you thirty. He's not one of those players going to get you even fifteen or ten. You know what I'm saying? He's going to get you no, twenty fine. something odd rebounds. He's an energy guy.
0: You don't practice energy. No, no you just naturally have that type of energy exactly. that he has. You
2: have energy or not, and and athleticism. Obviously, he's naturally athletic. You know what I'm saying? He gets the weights and stuff like. So I can I can understand that he was in that shooting practice. You know what I'm saying? He he just not that dude.
1: Hey, listen, he don't need to be at shooting practice. Another little installment when he hit that twenty footer, he did the Michael Jordan struggle.
0: That
2: corner, <laughs> yeah, man,
0: yeah, that was funny. You know what? He was
1: like, hey,
0: I <laughs> mean, what else is there to say? But talk about Game Six, '98 Finals. I <sighs> remember this game so vividly. I stood the whole game watching this in my house. I couldn't sit. I was just so nervous. Just because I knew how good Utah was.
1: Yes. I ain't gonna lie. That was the first series I was like, yo, they might lose.
0: I seriously thought that too, going, it can't end like this. I mean, it can, but I don't want it to. (laughs) Yeah. I I did.
2: I wanted them to lose. Of course you did. You wanted the Bulls to lose? I wanted the Bulls to lose,
1: yeah. You wanted the Utah Jazz to be the NBA champion?
0: Yeah, why not? Of course he did. He hated Jordan.
1: Wow, I, it's not like I hated him. I just like uh, all right, I hated y'all Jordan. I hated Jordan, but I wanted to, I wanted the championship thing to eat. Period. And
0: before we talk about the game and you know the highlights of it, especially the last minute and Pippen's back. I know Rich and I already gave gave our thoughts on it, but Perk, what do you remember about that game? Like where you were. I mean, how were you like acting?
2: That, well, I mean, I watched it because yeah, my father was he was heavy yeah. the basketball so. He, we, we were just always watching it, man. It, it it was one of those things where, like I said, I, I wanted Utah to win because the Bulls were the Bulls. They always won. So seeing an upset, like an underdog, come out on top, defeating them would have been satisfying to me. Like, all right, these guys are human. Like, You know what I'm saying? But more than anything, the thing I remembered about that whole series is just... How well, man, Carl Malone and Stockton, like how well they played together, man. It's just, they're just they're they were an amazing duo, man.
1: Yes, they was. One two punch, that pick
2: and roll. <laughs> Boy, and I've never seen Dennis see. robbins struggle with anybody as much as he did with Malone because Malone would take His you offense, outside.
4: Yeah, you know what I'm saying?
1: Offensive, Malone's offensive ability, yeah. It, it, it.
0: I mean, if you think about it, Malone Malone, I think, was one of the first power forwards to actually utilize an outside shot the way he did, not just on the inside. You know, more of like a perimeter shooter, like like you just said with Rodman shooting that twenty footer. Yeah, he
2: was he was a combination between finesse and muscle, man. The dude was yoked, bro. He
0: he was he is very strong. He, I mean, everybody says that.
1: Everybody that I've ever heard talk about Carl Malone. Talks about his strength.
0: He has that country strength. That's what it is, bro. Like he be he I'm pulling
1: like trailers. Tra- he's a black hillbilly. Not forget.
0: Yeah, he's <laughs> from he's from Louisiana, right? If I'm not mistaken.
1: He's not. He's from um. Oh god, it's something like Louisiana. It's not Louisiana. I think it's like um. I thought it was.
2: I thought it was Kentucky. Didn't he grow up on a farm? He, he to to, like, somewhere in the
0: I know it's somewhere in the South. So I I, I I'm mistaken. Maybe and I am he, mistaken. It could be like one of the from, little central states. He grew
2: up on a farm in Smallville. His yeah. spaceship crashed.
0: Oh God. He was raised
2: by two.
4: Yes, oh, that's Michael
0: Jordan's story. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why Jordan's so great. He's really not from Earth. Okay, Perk, you just let the cat out of the bag. Good job. Now the one look, thing man,
2: Utah was dope. look, I don't see I don't see either one of those dudes ever being able to play for anybody else other than Utah. Like that was yes. a perfect match. That city, those fans, the how the, that was perfect for those two dudes. Man, that was a that was a perfect team.
1: It all was. together, it was that team. They scored over 100 points a game,
0: and that's the one thing that Phil emphasized in Game One when they were you know showing the locker room prep talk. He goes like, look, this team is what do you say, like first or second? They scored over hundred points per game. Yeah. So he already instilled that into their head saying, hey, look, this team can score. We need to get to this certain amount of points before they do. To at least not guarantee a victory, but at least be there, and say, okay, cool, we got this many points to win.
2: I think we need to at we need to start giving Phil Jackson his flowers now. We I don't think we give him enough credit. This dude was otherworldly man to be able to harness these to be able to harness all of these different attitudes all of these god god complexes and to create and and to to do it at such a high level man like that dude is to me the best coach to ever do it
0: um i'm not gonna argue with you on that i mean it ain't up for debate no it's He's not i mean his stats it. show it his championship pedigree <laughs> shows coach- it he has the
1: best resume, but I don't think he's the best coach ever.
0: Okay, you know, who's the
2: best
1: coach ever? I don't think he's a better basketball coach than a lot of people, a lot of guys. What? Yes, I got at least two or three guys and a better, Once a better again. basketball coach. No, Phil Jackson's Once top three. All of our fans out there. I got two guys. Who? Pat, Pat Riley?
2: Pat I, I, I want to put him ahead of him, but who else?
1: And uh, Larry Brown.
2: Okay, let me ask you a question. Who did Pat Riley coach? Coach Magic.
1: And who else? And Kareem. No, no, no. <laughs> what other team? He's <laughs>
0: waiting for a, a gentleman's name that starts with a P. He's, and his coach last Patrick name Dillon is and
1: an E. Allen Houston. And, and, and Larry Johnson. And Anthony Mason. And Yo, what Justin team was Hart. What does that have to do with anything? Because, man, look, man, we understand you a Knicks fan. Bro, there's no. no way Pat Riley is better. This has there's, nothing to no. do with the Knicks. This has to do with Pat Riley.
4: Pat Riley. There's
1: no, you're
2: gonna, there's no way you're going to put a Pat. Who, all right, as a coach, who would you rather have? You starting up a team right now. Who would you
0: rather have, Pat Riley or Phil
2: Jackson? If
1: I'm starting the team right now, I'd
0: rather have Pat Riley. Stop. Me. How do we get into coach talk, talking about game six? Hmm.
3: Let's This is going back to the game so, All right, so leading topic, into Game man, Six, take topic.
1: That we could take that poll too later on.
2: Yeah, whatever. All right, back to Game six. Game Six. six.
0: Pippin's back. Pip. R- uh, Perk, this is all you. It's we're going to talk about Scotty Pippen for a little bit. So I know you love to talk about him. Uh, the floor is all yours.
2: I, I don't think I don't think we need to actually talk about Pip. Okay.
0: Oh, that's a first. We,
2: we already know. We already know. There, there is no rings without Pippen. Okay? Pippen is the driving force of that team. His job is to do everything and let Jordan score. That's what his job is to do. And that's what he did very well. He was back. He came back. And
0: that back...
2: I don't know about y'all, but I've had lower back issues. I, I have good.
0: them. I get back spasms every once in a while. It, they're not fun. They suck really bad. Oh,
2: my God. They definitely stop your mobility. Yes. Like, you can't put one foot in front of the other. You got to put, like, to the side and then, oh, Dude,
0: man. One, one time I, I was forgot. at work. I'm going to go on a little tirade. Really, Not a tirade, but a little side story. I was at work one day, and my back spasms kicked in so bad that I hit the ground. I couldn't walk. It was ridiculous and Jordan was like yo Pip, like this to show you how intricate
2: Pippen was he was like i don't even care if you score just be out on the floor
1: like yep. i know we got Deco. six Deco. other dudes on the bench yeah. but i don't Deco. care
0: yeah, i just want to be on dec- the floor
1: he just wanted him as a decoy and 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 and, and, and to reiterate the whole back situation nobody could uh, tell a story like i could tell about backs you know what I'm <laughs> so I used to wake up, I worked Thursday. When I was when I was in the club life, let me do a little backstory also. When I was in the club life, I worked Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Tuesday morning, I swear to you, my girl at the time had to roll me like a freaking that little thing, that little thing that you roll dough with. A
2: pin, a rolling pin.
1: Had to roll me out the bed like that.
0: that's not that's not fun
1: that's why i didn't get mad at that back especially for athletes that back when you get you see how when he just not even died for the ball but a loose ball came and he had to like bend down and catch the ball and pick it up the grimace in his face was unbelievable because that pain like he said the back spasms and the back spine all that it immobilizes you. It will literally make you cripple. And like I said, I commend they 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 locker room because all them all that electronic stuff and pain pills and whatever the case he got.
0: Oh, it helped. Do you think Pippen thought back to the previous year of when the at the time the flu game happened, and he saw what Jordan went through. So you think in the back of his head he's thinking he's going. Okay, if Jordan can do what he did last year, I got. I need. To, I need to figure out a way how to at least get onto the floor. I might not be efficient, but like yeah. he said, I was the decoy. I'm gonna do whatever yeah. I have to do to help my team win, even if that just means standing there and waving my arms like I'm the wacky inflatable tube guy.
1: Yeah, you gotta play. You gotta play.
0: The last, but, I mean, doesn't that show you how
2: just like how intricate he was in that whole system? You had. You, I think he had two backups. Who else played power forward? That was uh, Tony Kukoc, correct?
0: I think, yeah, Kukoc was a power forward or small forward. I don't remember. So you could have
2: put him in as well as a scoring threat because at that time, Tony Kukoc had come, come into his own. He could have been out there. He could have been out there. But Jordan was like, I don't care. Even if you just stand here, bro. Like, be on this court. Yes.
1: Because like, that's what you do. What you do and we'll figure it out because him being on the court as well. Of course, him being on the court is way better than him being in the locker room because they don't know how how he feels or whatever. They don't know anything. So, him being on no, the court. No, that's, that's
2: what he said. He was like, You feel all right? He was like, I'm talking
1: about the other team. The other team don't oh, know how yeah, like yeah, he's yeah, sure. feeling. So, they got to still pay attention to him.
2: But they, everybody knew, except for apparently, except for the coach, that he was having back problems. You could tell if you're if you're playing with somebody like and then little by little you could just see if their mobility is just out of whack. I don't know who he was guarding, but that was a mistake, mistake not to go at Pippen at that time.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You you could see him running down up and down the court to where he didn't have his normal pep in his step. He was being reserved in a way to where it was like his back was like you could tell he was like tightening his back while he was running. He was, like, not even trying to use his legs to run. It was weird. Yeah. I don't know how many points Pippen had in that game, but I know I saw him during those highlights. He had at least six, at least six. Yeah, they definitely showed him scoring, I want to say, maybe three buckets, like you just said. And I think maybe he He hit some free throws, too. The first play was a dunk, for sure. Then he had, like, two little hook shots and whatever
2: other points he had. But I'm pretty sure he went to the foul line a couple of times. But to have, just think about it. We've all had back problems. Think about playing an entire basketball game
0: with your back like that. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I don't even want to think about it because that's how bad it would probably suck really bad. Yeah, you wouldn't be a, like we wouldn't how be how able to. What
1: a serious athlete he was! Like to to be going up and down playing other all stars and superstars and stars or whatever, just these great athletes, and he's still making a difference, getting rebounds, still making jump hooks, all of that.
2: I think thing about the game 6 man is that it was perfectly was written. Yeah. Game 6, NBA Finals. You have Jordan taking the last shot. This was written. This is You see what they
1: said, You see what they asked Rodman and Pippen. What was your See what was your thoughts? To <laughs> me they, To me that was a highlight
0: of that was a highlight <laughs> of, the <laughs> of the episode of all the episodes. Get the fuck out, out of the, out the way. way.
2: That's I'm it, saying? man. Because you, they, everybody knew that that was the last year they were all going to be together. Yeah. Everybody knew that. Even Robin. And
3: said there was Robin no was...
2: other way to go out.
0: No, absolutely. Robin. That last-minute sequence, besides it being like the perfect storybook ending, if you want to say that.
4: Pippen into Jordan. Michael working on Russell. Brings them to within one. They scored within four seconds there. That's how quickly that changes now. Now it puts the pressure on the Jazz to score once again. Jordan with 43. Malone is doubled. They swat at it and steal it. Here comes Chicago. 17 seconds. 17 seconds from game seven or from championship number six. Jordan, open.
3: Chicago with the lead.
0: I don't think I've ever seen another any other type of sequence except for the Heat Spurs game to so where Ray Allen, you know, uh hit the three to force overtime. I don't think I've ever <laughs> seen another sequence the way we saw it from the offensive end to the defensive end back oh, to the no. offensive no. end. And that Even, and within a and it's like all within a minute, too. Mhm. It That's what's so mind boggling about is about the sequence.
2: Well you gotta you gotta think about the one the Cleveland versus Golden State when that last that last I think the last what minute or something where there was the chase down block on on Iggy and then you got All Kyrie right. Irving doing his little thing and hit that three. That was a that was a great sequence.
1: That was a and great the, better than Jordan sequence. That Jordan's oh, okay. sequence was
0: no, I, Look, I, I that's, no, that's, I know, I know what he's trying that, to say. It's not, he's not trying to say it's better, but he's just saying like that was a great sequence. I know what you're trying exactly. to say, dude.
2: That was, it's a great sequence in basketball history. That's just another great but sequence.
0: Just to hear Jordan's breakdown of the play, to you know, the force the steal. That just the insight. Like this is the one thing I love about the about this whole documentary, is the insight that we're getting from all these players, whether it's they're from the Bulls or from the opposite team. You're just hearing all this insight of what's going through their minds. Just everything. Like like I said, I'm just kind of getting speechless right now, just trying to figure out what to say, but it's like just hearing them all break it down for people like me that know the sport but don't know the ins and outs, it, it's, it's fascinating to me. Yeah. Look, I want to highlight something that I know we're going to get into,
2: and I know this has been a debate for years and years and years, is that push-off.
0: I mean, we can get into it right now.
2: I mean... Okay, so, here's the thing. I honestly... And everybody knows that I am one of the biggest Jordan haters there is. Okay, I give respect where respect is due, though. I honestly felt that it was a push-off in the beginning. But to hear two people... To hear both of those people explain, Jordan and uh, the the sports
0: commentator... Bob Costas. uh, Yeah.
2: Yeah, talk about how his momentum was still going. And it was, it was the way he explained it, he said it was the equivalent of having a mater D show you to your table. Exactly. But you could see that.
1: If you, if you, no. if you. In the
2: clips that we all see, we didn't, we don't really see that side of you with the commentary. Oh,
1: yes, you do. Listen, if you go back to it, Jordan made it even worse. By deciphering Byron Russell's defense. He said that from day one. He plays on his toes. So one quick jab step move and a head fake and a shoulder move. And he's off balance.
0: Period. So the one thing I will say is when I first saw it, I actually really thought it was a push off too. But I didn't think it was like a total push off to where, you know, it's like you're, you're trying to mush somebody out of the way. I thought it was just like one of those gentle things that basketball players do. You know, to carry the moment, so to kind of hold their balance up, right? But then afterwards, I'm like, it's not, it's not. Who cares, right? The one thing that solidified mm-hmm. it for me to know that it was not a push off was they showed an angle. It was like the um, kind of. It was like kind of side. from the front, the side. It was, the, yeah, it was, the, it was like it the, was the front. The
1: back, it was, no, it was the behind the basket. No no, no, no,
0: yeah. No, it was kind of like a side front angle to where it's like, yeah. You saw Jordan's arm on Russell but you did not see it move at all to, to show that it was a push-off.
1: Like a
2: hard shove. As, yes.
0: as far as he went,
3: it wasn't as hard. far
2: as he went flying, it was like you would think that Jordan like really pushed him, but he didn't from that yeah. angle. He was just like basically because, trying to
0: duck out of the way. Exactly. It was what, like he used him to, hold, to keep his balance that, up.
1: What Byron Russell did was try to beat Jordan to the, to the spot. But yeah. he went too hard. That's what hard. you're supposed to do. Yeah, you're supposed he, but he, to. Yeah, but he went too hard. So when Jordan crossed him, I
2: do sick. not blame him because this is the last shot. This is it. Lame. I'll be going to game seven. I would, I
1: would go hard as I don't know what. You ain't gonna blame me for losing. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not blaming Byron for playing that type of defense. I would have. First of all, you're playing against the greatest of all time, and he has the chance to go home with a chip in your building. So I don't blame Byron Russell for none of that. Yo, I would have tripped
2: him in the air. I would have did whatever. Like I would have been laying on the floor. I would have tried to untie his
1: shoe. Like you ain't no, bro. This is it. He was just a statistic, man. That was it, man. And I'm sorry, Byron, but that's what it is.
2: You just Yo, a... he had to do what he had to do. I would have did, did I don't care what it was. I would have been. Just... When I was been flying, I would have had my head turned towards Jordan. I would have been saying stuff to him while he in the air. Uh-huh.
1: Like, oh, man. That, oh, that, man. That, 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 he ran to that spot. And once Jordan pulled that ball back the other way. Oh, she wrote right there, boy. That little I'm pat on the
3: boot.
0: I loved how. I'm
2: surprised he
0: after that. I loved how they, after, you know, when they were celebrating, they were back in the hotel room. Him, I don't know who the gentleman was that he was talking to, but it was like when they were talking about the shot. He goes, yeah, yeah, I'm not putting out three fingers. I'm showing the whole fucking hand that I, you know, that I made that. Yeah,
1: he, yeah, he was talking to another, um, uh, he uh talking to one of the reporters. I was surprised because they had all those reporters in his hotel room.
0: Yeah, that I don't know. Was, That's I, the thing. I was trying to figure out who they all were. Like I, I couldn't tell if they were reporters, just, bodyguards, they were, they friends.
1: Were, they were some of them were friends and some of them were reporters that he respected. And you they know, had been show and they how had I Yeah. His
2: hotel room had a piano in it.
0: Baller. You hear me? <laughs> and I loved how people thought he was joking. He was like, "Yeah, you know, I woke up, had a couple of beers, played the piano." Oh, you you I, went you went to, you went to the hotel that in my, lobby bar? In my
1: book. I wrote that in my book, in my notes, about the. Took a couple of beers, played the piano. Like, He's like, Oh, the, what
0: did they say? You went to the hotel go. lobby bar? He's like, No, nah, I went to the Jordan bar. That's in my room. Hey,
2: who does yeah. that? He was, like, okay, let me tell y'all something. Tell, a lot of people, like, until this documentary, if you can't see how egotistic this dude is,
1: <laughs> he is head uh, as all. Yes. Get out, bro. One, one like, he is head. Yes. Big time, big time, the most ever, like, most ever. Like oh, Brinson, God. the only other sports figure, Kobe. That, not even Kobe. The only other sports figure that I feel that that was that confident in Kobe. Kobe was one of them. Kobe top five, but Tiger Woods is one of the most cockiest. He he talks just like Jordan. I heard I saw a document on Tiger. He talks just like Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mahali too, but Mahali I would not is, like him. Yes. Yes. Tiger Williams, I would not like, like
2: Jordan at all. Like, if I was on his team, me and Jordan would have had gone at it like at least three, four times. And then your
0: ass would have like been traded. not talk to me like that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Big time, big time. Me neither. Me neither. Uh, and it's, and, and like so you, even, even put a more stamp on the whole cockiness and the whole confidence. When they won the last chip and they was on the podium and Phil came up to him while they was celebrating in Utah, Phil came up to him and he said, Can you believe it? I can't believe it. He's like, Yeah, I can believe it. I believe it the whole time. (laughs) He's like, I worked hard and I I, I, and I knew it. I knew he was gonna win it. It was like even after he couldn't say, Nah, I can't believe it. He was like, Yeah, man, it's true. (laughs) Like that man I I don't I don't
0: know. So before we wrap this up, there are just a few quick pointers that I do want to talk about. Pippin giving Jerry Krause his props.
1: Greatest GM of all time? Do you agree? I mean, you,
0: you can't. Ar- I don't know about the greatest of all time, but you can definitely say he's one of the greatest of all time. Look at the team that what he put bro, together. What he did? Look what, 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 what he, he put, put six, together. The only seven, seven. thing that he did not put t-
2: together was that Jordan was, was <clears throat> Jordan. That was before him.
0: Right. That what? was a. That was it. One year before him, Jordan you got drafted. Krause became the GM mm-hmm. the following year.
1: That's not the question here. You're saying. You could put him as one of the greatest. Yeah, you could put him as one of the greatest. Absolutely it's, you it's, can. Is he the greatest? Look look at the team, look at the dynasty. It's, it's the art. GM of all you time. You can argue it. You can argue it. That's what I'm saying. Regardless of all the bull the BS, he can honestly argue that he's the greatest GM of all time.
2: I mean that's a that's a he surrounded Michael Jordan with He the, did
0: what he was supposed to do ever. No, who's it's, it's the, true. He, he, he surrounded, with the, he, he surrounded him with like the his, proper role players. True.
1: Yes. You can't say My that God. about a lot of GMs in sports, period, not just basketball. In sports, period, you can't give me five GMs or maybe three GMs who literally surrounded his best player with the best players to, 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 to become a dynasty. Well, you, can't
3: I give know. Me,
1: you can't give me three.
0: Not even the Knicks, GM.
1: <laughs>
0: hey, that did not come from me this time. <laughs> all right, so I want your opinions on this.
1: I'm definitely coming. to
0: Championship number seven.
1: It would have happened. But we
0: all it was not going to happen. Come on.
1: It was
3: going to happen.
0: I even knew that wasn't going to happen. No, 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 no. Did they stay
1: together.
0: No, but to find out, to find out that. Reinsdorf went above Kraus and said, fuck this. Yes. Je- uh, Phil, I want yeah. you back.
1: Well, Phil said He taking a break, man. Taking a break, man.
0: I mean, I, I, I understand it was the perfect storybook ending for them yeah. to all go their ways, whether they retired, went to different teams, stepped away for a little bit. I totally get that. I, I definitely think, especially because it was a, such a short season... They absolutely would have won thinking. number seven. They definitely would have won number seven.
1: That is the common denominator of this, this topic here. The common denominator of this topic is if they went for seven, it would have been so much easier. So much easier.
0: It seriously would have. 50 games? 50, Jordan, they all would have had the proper rest that they needed.
1: If I was Phil, I would have been. And then bowed out after that. But like ah, you all right, y'all can have it now.
2: Right, but in no, high I, I don't know if they would have gotten that seventh man.
1: I, I think who, who was gonna beat that team that year? 99. Okay,
2: at that, at this time, at this time, 99. so much had gone. At this forget time, let's just say still so didn't come back. Huh? Forget
1: about what happened. Forget about all the stuff that's outside. Forget about all of that. I am talking. But you about can't. You can't forget bet. about that. Why not? They did when they got on the court. When no, they got, no, no, no. Okay, forgot about it. We're talking about outside
2: influence as in, like, what went on with – were you talking about, like, injuries and all of that and trading and all of that, you know?
1: No, oh, I'm talking about like, if that team stayed together, that same exact team stayed together, who would have beat them? If they <laughs> stayed – okay, barring <laughs> injury, bar injury, what injury would have happened?
2: Well, you had Pippin, He was basically gone. Pippin didn't get better until he got – not even right after he got traded.
1: Listen, he would have had a whole offseason. If they knew that they was coming back, instead of knowing that, okay, this is not going to happen again, so Pippen just kind of like lackadaisically, you know what I'm saying, got his health back to normal because he didn't know what he was doing with his situation. But if they knew Jordan was, Pippen Jordan was coming back, Phil was coming back, Robin was coming back, Kerr was coming back, you don't think he would have did everything in his power to make sure in the offseason, and when they come in November, that his back was ready to go for a 50-game season? I I know
2: Jordan said that Pip would have came back. I just don't think that Pippen would have come back. I think Pippen had...
1: Just like Jordan said, everybody would have signed a one-year deal just Mm -hmm. to go for seven. Just to go for seven. After that seven, that could do whatever y'all want to do. What do you your deals all like, around the corner.
2: all Looking around. at this documentary, man, I, I kinda think everybody got tired. Like I don't think everybody would have gotten the same energy. Like everybody, a lot of a lot of people said when you go got- when you go a certain amount of times to the finals, to the championships, like you get drained. Like you get drained. You have to find like you have to dig up reasons why, you
4: know what I'm saying? It's just, That's it's the- not as easy Listen, as listen think listen.
1: It. Blah, blah, blah. That's why they get paid millions of dollars. And that's why they get top, uh, state-of-the-art fitness instructors and trainers and doctors and all of that to dig. Those guys help them dig. And to to, to top it off, like I said, 50 games. You telling me that Bulls team would dig for 50 games? I
3: don't know, bro.
1: I don't know. I get the feeling that they were just actually tired. That year, and and I think they were more mentally tired than physically tired because, like I said, those guys are superior athletes. Mentally, yes. Mental fatigue leads to physical fatigue. They would have been ready. Those guys would have been ready, man. And then, like I uh, said, you have to uh, put into the fact that that 99 season was trash. That 99 season was trash. Those that 99 season who won it,
0: San Antonio.
1: Exactly, a rookie Tim Duncan and an almost retiring David Robinson. That team was now. hard. What are you talking about? So that team was better than the Bulls?
2: I don't. I can't say that. I can't say yay or nay on that because you once said, again, I don't know what the so, I don't know what they would be mentally. So I'll say it for you. Know I'll say it for
0: you. Mentally. Yes, the Bulls would have won a seven championship. I just said it for you. Okay
1: thank you thank you man.
0: thank you man. but before we <laughs> hey, before we wrap this up though the uh, one last tidbit the meaning that they had to where they all that met looked, up and they all gave messages and then uh, felt, then they kid, burnt man. it I thought that was said, cool and it showed Jordan and the way Steve Kerr was talking about Jordan in a totally different not even like a, as an athlete as a straight up a human being
1: I absolutely shed a tear when he when he, comes, I, when he I, talked about Jordan
0: I, and not a thing,
2: brother. <laughs> uh, good job on you. Okay, you read a poem and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Come on, Jesus.
1: I didn't shed a tear because of Jordan's poem. I shed a tear because of the meaning of the meeting. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Everybody, everybody writing what the team meant to them, knowing that they're not coming back together. This is the last hurrah, the last dance as you, you know what I'm as, as the documentary's name. And Phil was like, alright, I want y'all to write this. After we write it, remember, he said his wife used to help people, you know, mourn and was professional mm-hmm. like that. For him to bring together, bring the, bring the team together and to, to, to promote that, that type of meeting, and for them to burn the, burn it in the coffee can after everybody's read their stuff and burn it like it was a homage to everything and it was that, that that made me shed a tear because I've been so been on so many teams, been in close knit circles and stuff like that, knowing that you're not getting back to it. Yeah, it hit a chord with me. You know what I'm saying? The whole Jordan reference with the whole poem and everything. That's not what made me shed a tear. It was just the whole meaning and, and and relevance of that meeting, Knowing that this is it, guys. That that made me. That made, it, it made me it too,
2: episode ten. I got a question out of all the poems you could hear if you could hear one of them or out of all of the the, the letters you could hear you could actually hear whose letter would you want to hear? you can only hear one of them
1: from a player yeah from one of those players on the team
0: you can only hear one who would you choose? See, I feel like Jordan's the typical answer i would I think want to Jordan's hear the
1: typical answer, but I would want to hear from Rodman.
0: It, that's hey. what I was. That's what I was gonna say. I want to hear Rodman's. I want to hear Rodman's. Same thing. It's honestly, it's a, it's a toss up between Rodman and Pippin, though.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think. Well, you, I think you know what? More Robin, I don't think Pippin.
0: I'm gonna switch. My, I'm gonna switch mine because we all said Rodman. I'm gonna go Kucoch.
1: <laughs>
0: I am sorry. I just wanted to say thank you. You guys gave me too much shit in the beginning of my career, but look at me now. <laughs> you made me the player I think, that I. You made me the player that I am today.
3: Yeah, I
1: think. I think team, he was null and void.
2: I think Pippins would have been uh, so-so. I think Curz <laughs> would have been really emotional.
1: Yeah, Curz would have been emotional. I think Robbins would have been absolutely hilarious. I think. It was, I think would have been, been funny, amazing.
0: but I think it would have been serious at the same time. Basically, saying how yeah. thank you for accepting me for who I yeah. am and all the bullshit yeah. I put you through, but you could tell that I'm yeah. still dedicated, you know, along those lines.
2: That's why I'm sorry why doing I the things that. I did and everything like that. Like, you guys are brothers, too. Like, I think that's some. I think it would have been crazy.
1: Yeah, Robin's, Robin's, I think Robins' letter or note or poem, whatever he wrote, I think it would have had levels to it. That's why I think, you know, I wouldn't want to hurt hear his out of anybody else.
0: No, de- definitely. That puts a cap in this, man. Like... I'm coming up with some ideas on how to keep the show going. Um, I'm going to talk to the fellas during the week to see what if they have any ideas so we can come up with some stuff to continue the show. I mean, damn, Matt, man. It's been, all it's been of fun. the arguments that myself and Rich have had, you ain't writing none of them down. Exactly. No, I can go back and listen. I'm not worried. We got a lot on. Oh, I know that. I know that. I might just like have you two do your own thing and I'll just edit it later. No, I-
1: yeah, me, you got We have to have a voice he, of reason. You can be our uh, Molly, I'll, man. I'll be the. I'll be no, the I, judge.
0: I'll be the judge.
1: Yeah, Molly, man.
0: <laughs> Thanks.
1: Because he's definitely Skip. He's definitely Skip. <laughs> uh, I look, look, I look
2: at myself more as a uh, Charles Barkley to your Shack.
0: Uh, inside <laughs> the MK. And you I, can be Ernie, man. I could. I
1: could. I could. I, I could hold that. I could, <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll take I'll take that I'll take it to Ernie Johnson. I'll
1: take that I'll take the yeah. Shaq reference.
0: <laughs> yeah, to be Ernie Johnson. You might have to get <laughs> somebody else. You might have to get somebody else to be a, a Kenny. I'll, I'll figure something out. But perk shout outs, I'm you got uh, Shout outs, plugs. Anything you want to say? Man, thanks.
2: Thank everybody for listening. Man, staying with us through this whole podcast. Man, definitely want to keep it going. Uh, we, as you can tell, we have a lot to conversate about. Even if it's not sports and stuff like that, if it maybe just some, you know, daily content. But as you can tell, we have a lot of opinions and it's definitely it definitely differs. So, you know, thank you, man. Thank everybody out there for doing that. And uh once again, please stay safe, man. And you know, hug your parents, hug your grandparents, tell the people closest to you that you love them now because you never know. And this is your boy signing out. Ah,
1: been lovely, lovely, lovely uh, you know, doing this podcast with the homeboys and all of that. Um first I want to shout out Matt for bringing us together, man. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, throw it up, Matt. <laughs> shout out to Perk, my man. Um, shout out to all my people listening and giving giving us that feedback and to to hop on that same uh ride that Perk was talking about. Everybody be safe out there, man. It seems like even though I don't want to say it, but it seems like the, the country's about to start opening back up again soon. Just be careful out there, man. I don't think you should just ramsack the beaches and ransack the malls and the Walmarts so quickly. Just be careful and be safe. You know what I'm saying? And um, take Thank care of y'all. Um, shout out to my Knicks fans. You know what I'm saying? We coming, man. We coming. You know what I'm saying? P.O.P. Hold it down.
2: One big fan out there. <laughs> uh,
1: but I, I, and I also wanted to reiterate the whole, we have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of opinion and insight on different topics, not just sports. So I do want us to, to, to further this and figure it out. We're going to blueprint it out. We're going to have a little round table meeting. We'll figure it out for you guys. Relationships, sports, piles, whatever. You know what I'm saying? And I think, and remember, the football season's coming. You know what I'm saying? Basketball season, playoffs, hopefully, is coming. We're going to get to it. Yeah. And that's your boy, Sherlock, signing off. Yo, one more thing, Matt. But one thing we didn't talk about.
2: Who jams that hard to Kenny Lattimore?
1: Really? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I forgot this. that talk. hard to Kenny Lattimore, bro? <laughs> I, he was bopping uh, his head like he was listening to some Run DMC. I, I
2: think he going to come out. Yeah, I'm listening to some DMX right now. Uh, was DMX here?
1: Not, Kenny Lattimore, yeah.
0: the new one, a new one. So, new it's, Kenny I, he, who does, so Kenny Lattimore actually tweeted out today saying how, yeah, I'm friends with Jordan for years and I did give him an advanced copy of my album. So that is very true.
2: Who,
1: I was like, he was jamming like hard to Kenny Lattimore. Lattimore. Kenny Latimore is a ballad rider. What was you jamming off of? Like
0: <laughs> I mean, I gotta give you two a shout out. Thank you very much for following me on something I came up with came up with literally a week before this documentary even aired. So thank you to <laughs> you two for hopping along with my crazy idea. All um, day, brother. You know, we got you. I gotta give a shout out to the director of this, The Last Dance, Jason Hare. Thank you so much for figuring out a way how to speed up the editing process, partnering up with whoever you did to get it out there for us. As you can tell, we all loved it. There's nothing else to say, but thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Again, I'm going to shout out Rudy Chung and Jason T. Feldman, the music supervisors of this. The one thing I found weird was, I'm going to just say something, you know, during this, there was really no music in these last two episodes, it was mostly just a musical yeah. score.
1: I literally wanted to say something about that. So I was like, not one memorable record in the last two episodes. Cause I think it was real, not, I say not emotional, but it was, I guess they didn't get the rights to certain music or something, but they just, it was just regular.
0: I think, I think they wanted score. you to feel the, the, the music. Like when it comes to a music score, I like, yeah. I'm a music score fan. So, When I watch a trailer, I watch the trailer, of course, but then I'm also listening for the music and seeing how the musical score goes with the trailer in a weird way will determine whether or not I think a movie, whether I'm going to like a movie or not. Now, a lot of times that musical score is made specifically for that trailer, but I feel like when it comes to scores, they wanted you to feel the impact of what we were witnessing. So I totally understand why they didn't have a song, but... Damn, I was like you said, I was waiting for that one song to play. So I mean, Look, like I said, I don't
2: know what y'all are talking about. I heard Kenny Lattimore. Oh, <laughs>
3: God.
0: I mean, so like I said, I gotta, sh- I want to shout those two out again. I'm trying to figure out a way. I'm like bothering them on Twitter to see if I can get an interview with them on their whole thought process. Thank you to the listeners, to my friends Chris Simmons, always giving me that feedback and always giving me shit because we're not talking about the Lakers like i said from last week my boy desmond always giving me that honest feedback thank you so much thank you to just everybody that supported us there's nothing else to say but we out like i said we're gonna i'm gonna figure something out we're gonna spitball some ideas on how to keep this going and we're just gonna go from there so thank you very much again and we out
4: What? Lucini pouring from the sky. Let's get rich. What? The G-Keepers and Sugar dance. can't quit. What? Now pop the cork and see the Vega and get lit. What? 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 This is it. What? This is it. What?
0: <laughs>
3: oh.
4: went out to my man killer beat no doubt indeed without weed With not much to go home with My skin is thick Cause I'll be up in the mix of action If I'm not at home, puffin' live, relaxin' New York got a nigga depressed So I wear a slug proof underneath my guests God bless my soul Before I put my foot down and begin to stroll Into the drama I built And all oh, unfinished beef you will soon be killed Put us together, the slight mix of vodka and milk I'm going out blastin', taking my enemies with me And if not, they scars so they will never forget me Lord forgive me, the Hennessy got me not knowing how to act I'm falling and I can't turn back or maybe it's the words from my man, Killer Black, that I can't say, so what's left of untold fact. Until my death, my goals will stay alive. Survival of the fit, only the strong survive. Yeah, We live in this to the day that we die. Survival
3: of the fit, only the strong survive. One. One. two. Check me
4: out right here, yo. Yo, the sun don't shine forever, but it's long as it's here, then we. Might as well shine together better now than never business right before now. pleasure peace Diddy and the fam who you know do it better yeah right no matter what we here tight so yeah. when you hear something make sure you hear it right don't make your yeah. ass out of yourself by assuming our know, yeah. music right. keeps you moving what are you proving you know that i'm two levels above you baby hug me baby i'm gonna make you love me baby talking crazy ain't gonna get you nothing but choke and that jealousy is only gonna leave uh-huh. you broke so the only thing left now That's is god on. for these cats So I'm fucked up now
3: I'm a because I'm too smart for these cats. While they making up facts, uh, you making up plaques. In a commission, you ask for permission to hit him. He don't like me, hit him while wifey was with him. Uh, you heard of us, the murderers, most shady. Been on the low lately, the feds hate me. The son is it. they say my killing's too blatant. You hesitating, I'm in your mama crib waiting. Not taping, your fam, destiny lays in my hands. Cat lays in my waist, Francis M to the is a phenomenal gun rest under your vest my i grab a few bars so I could buy a few cars. Uh-huh. Then I kick a few flows so I can pick a few holes. Excellence is my presence. Never tense, never hesitant. Leave a nigga bent real quick, real sick. Wrong nights I perform like Mike. Anyone, Tyson, Jordan, Jackson. Action, back guns. Ridiculous. And uh, quick to bust if my ends you touch. Kids of girl you touch. In this world I clutch. Two auto, toes. Used to call me fat soul. Now you call me Castro. My rap flows. Militant. Y'all Faggots ain't killing shit. Oops, crystal keep keeps shit. You overdid it, homes You in the danger zone. You shouldn't be alone. Hold hands and say it like me. The most shady, Frankie baby, fantastic, graphic. Trying to make dough like Jurassic. Locked in get the spark kids who start shit. See me, only me, the underboss of this whole cause. True yours, Frank. White. We got the real live shit from front to back. To the people in the world, we the to fuck you out. With my niggas. Is out. Where the fuck my bitches at? Where my bitches at? We got the.
4: i Socrates philosophies and hypotheses Can't define how I be dropping these mockeries Lyrically perform armed robbery Flee with the lottery Possibly they spotted me Battles guard showgun Explosion when my pen hits tremendous Holt to shine blind forensics I inspect you through the future see millennium Killer bees sold 50 gold 60 platinum Shackling the matches with drastic rap tactics Graphic displays melt the steel like blacksmiths Black woo jackets Queen bees ease the guns in Rumbling with patrolmen tear gas laced the function Heads by the score. Take flight inside a war. Ticks hit the floor. Die hard fans demand more. Behold the bold soldier. Control the globe slowly. Proceeds the blow swinging swords like Shinobi. Stomp grounds and pound footprints in solid rock. Who got it locked performing live on your hottest fly. As the world turns I spread like germ. Bless the globe with the pestilence. The hard-headed never learned. This my testament to those burned. Play my position in the game of life. Standing firm. On foreign land. Jump the gun out the frying pan. Into the fire transforming to the ghost rider. A Pat and the street car named desire who got my back in the line of fire holding back what my people's if you with me where the you at it's a strap then they trying to twist my beer cap it's called adjourn for the bad seed from bad sperm herb got my wig fried like a bad perm what the blood clots we smoke and blow spots you want to think twice i think not the iron lung ain't got to tell you where it's coming from guns are never owned, tearing up your battle zone rip through your slum.